Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast right here on your streaming platform of choice each and every week. Especially as now we are done with week one of the high school football season, which means that we are more than 10% complete of the regular season of high school football. If you count from when practices started until the playoffs start, we're about a quarter of the season uh, into it. So uh, it, it goes fast, as my good friend Mike Pilch, former co-host on Football Friday Night, used to say, fastest nine weeks on the high school football calendar. And we are uh, getting ready for week two, and that's going to be our our focus today. We're going to review a little bit of week one of the high school football season and take a look at week two, some of the big games on the schedule as we continue with, for the most part, non-conference play around the state of Wisconsin. Let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Big thank you to the Wisconsin Department of Transportation for sponsoring our WSN podcast each and every week. But again, let's uh, let's take a look back at week one of the high school football season, one that was uh, impacted, as is often the case, by weather in the early part of the year. There were some games Thursday and Friday that were impacted. There were games that were delayed, games that got pushed to a, a, a next day. There was a, a couple games Thursday night that got pushed to be completed on Thursday. There were games that were shortened because of weather and uh, actually resulted in, in a few ties, which we don't usually see in high school fo- football anymore with the new overtime procedures. So Mother Nature did play an impact around the state, uh, but most games did get in. Most games were, were relatively not impacted. Um, and it, it did result in some certainly some uh, noteworthy games in week one. Of course, our week one quick trip in Wisconsin Dairy uh, game of the week was Franklin and Catholic Memorial. That was the game that I was at last week. Catholic Memorial uh, seemed like they were in control most of the way, although Franklin did come back and tie the game late uh, in the fourth quarter. The game remained tied. Catholic Memorial had the ball and ended up getting inside the five-yard line of Franklin. Fra- uh, Franklin capitulated and, and gave up a capitulation touchdown to uh, allow CMH to score to guarantee Franklin would get the ball back and at least have a shot to tie. In fact, they would have had a shot to win because CMH missed the extra point on that uh, on that after that touchdown. Uh, but Franklin couldn't go anywhere. In fact, they went backwards on their possession and CMH uh, finished things out, closed things out with a 34-28 victory. Again, it felt like CMH was in control most of the way. Corey Smith had a big game, over 200 yards on the ground, four touchdowns. But Catholic Memorial did struggle throwing the football. Uh, they struggled getting the ball down the field. A lot of their pass attempts and completions were uh, bubbles and, and tunnels and uh, some screens and, and didn't really have that downfield passing threat as of yet with Isaiah Nathaniel taking over at quarterback for Rory Fox last year. There is talent on the edge. There is talent at that receiver position uh, for Catholic Memorial, but they just couldn't take advantage of it. Didn't help that Josh Bailey, who had an ex- outstanding game going, offense and defense, went out uh, with a, an, an injury, uh, did not return, and I think that impacted things a little bit as well. But uh, Franklin, you know, a, a nice showing for a Franklin team that is not as experienced as Catholic Memorial. 
they only had five starters back from last year. Some guys stepping into new spots. Obviously had to replace State Player of the Year, Miles Burkett. Uh, Boston Halloran did a solid job at quarterback, but he's not the throwing threat that Miles Burkett was. Uh, they ran the ball a lot with him, and he did a nice job running the football. Very physical runner, but just does not have that downfield or uh, just general passing attack quite yet. Uh, something that obviously they'll continue to uh, to uh, work on and, and develop because it is going to be something that they'll need at some point this year. So that was a game of the week. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, some really good games that were nominated and some other games that that uh, came into play, but. Other noteworthy contests. Uh, let's take a look at Rice Lake and Menominee. They actually took two days to complete. They were supposed to, they, they did start on Thursday, did not finish until Friday. Uh, teams that shared the Big Rivers Conference title last year, but ultimately Rice Lake held on for a 26-21 win. Came down to the final play. Uh, Menominee had the ball on the five-yard line or somewhere around there, and Rice Lake was able to, uh, to knock down or actually intercept a pass uh, on the final play of the game. Uh, Fond du Lac uh, got a nice win over Kettle Moraine to open the season. Uh, Kettle Moraine actually led 14-0 but faded after that as Fond du Lac scored 28 straight points and held on for a 28-20 victory. That was a very young Fond du Lac team last year that had a solid season following up that uh, incredible spring 2021 year. Uh, and they're going to be a threat in the, in the Fox Valley Association. That league looks dynamite once again. Kimberly got an impressive win. Appleton North is going to be there. Uh, Nina uh, was very impressive in beating a very good De Pere team on Thursday night. It was a, a competitive game. Uh, I think it was uh, 13-7 at the start of the, or, or at some point in the second half. And then uh, De Pere had some injury issues. Gabe Herman, unfortunately, suffered an injury that's going to keep him out for uh, several weeks. And De Pere could not, uh, could not keep things going and Nina pulled away. Uh, I think it was 46 to 7 was the final in that one. Um, so again, the Fox Valley Association looking very, very good. In fact, if you look at the uh, initial Wisports.net coaches poll that came out this week, the Fox Valley and the Classic Eight account for seven of the top ten teams in Division One. So those two team, uh, no, those two leagues. Once again, looking very, very strong. Speaking of the Classic 8, McGuanago was an impressive opening winner over Sussex-Hamilton. Uh, 45-28 was the score in that one. Muskego won their opening game. Arrowhead got a nice win to, uh, to open the year. Um, so, you know, it, it's looking like uh, the Classic 8 is going to be very competitive once again. And, and even though Kettle Moraine lost in Week 1, you know, I think they, uh, they, can, they can compete and uh, pose a threat in that league. And, and Waukesha West looked very good in their opening game. They're actually ranked in uh, Division Two, So that gives us four teams in the Classic 8 ranked overall in Week 1. Uh, Waukesha West was a nice winner over Hartford. So the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. The Classic 8, the FVA, looking very, very good. Elsewhere, there were some teams that uh, got some nice wins to end. Some fairly lengthy losing streaks. That includes Sauk Prairie, one of the biggest upsets in uh, in week one. As Sauk Prairie knocked off Baraboo, uh, it was the first win for Sauk Prairie in 18 games, a, a losing streak that had dated to the last game of 2019. 
So uh, a nice win for head coach Randy Wallace in his group uh, over uh, over Baraboo. We also had uh, Roncalli getting a, a win to end a, a very lengthy uh, losing streak, 26-game uh, losing streak they ended, or excuse me, 23-game losing streak they had ended with a 26-20 win over Crosstown rival Manitowoc Lutheran. So again, a couple uh, lengthy losing streaks went down. Always good to see those coming to an end. Um, you had Duran getting a nice win over Spring Valley. They were one of our Team of the Week nominees. Um, we mentioned McGuanago. They got a big win. And uh, Win Stang, their outstanding running back, went over 300 yards on the ground in that one uh, and, and put together an outstanding performance. Uh, should mention Jace Jenkins as well from that Nina team. He had 261 yards and four touchdowns in that win over to Pierre. Another upset, uh, pretty significant upset in week one. Clintonville uh, beat Amherst in overtime, 38-30. to Amherst, of course, a perennial power over the last uh, decade plus uh, under uh, under head coach Mark Lusick. Um, and Clintonville, you know, a team that I, I think showed some signs last year, but they, they weren't quite there. They are moving to a new conference this year that I think they'll be much more competitive in. Uh, but they got uh, a really nice win over Amherst. Um, speaking of the Northwoods Conference that Clintonville is now a member of, Tomahawk got a nice win over Rhinelander. Tyler Jablonski had a big game. Uh, quarterback did most of his work on the ground, over 200 yards on the ground in that one. Uh, Bayport on Thursday night, very impressive in beating Middleton on the road, 38-21. Cole Benson, quarterback from, uh, from Bayport, a senior. He had uh, quite a game, over 300 total yards of offense, including more than 200 on the ground. So some big performances uh, last week, not only individual performances, but some impressive opening games for uh, for some teams around the state. We had some upsets. We had some losing streaks come to an end. Um, all of it added up to a really outstanding week one of the high school football season. You can still vote for our week one football Team of the Week on WSN. You can also vote for our Week 1 Jolly Good Player of the Week. Those uh, votes are open until 1 p.m. on Thursday. Our Quick Trip Game of the Week poll is closed for Week 2. As we turn our attention to Week 2, it's a very close vote, separated by only about 30 votes total, 32 to be exact. There was more than 4,500 total votes cast and again, separated by just over 30 between the top team, uh, top game and the second game. But I will be going to Ellsworth at New Richmond on Friday night. Looking forward to that one, even though it is a, a bit of a hike for me, over three hours uh, one way um, up there to the New Richmond area. Uh, but looking forward to it. Ellsworth is a team that I got a chance to see in the playoffs last year a couple times. Had an outstanding season. We weren't sure what you know, we would get out of the Panthers this year after they lost such a, a dynamic, outstanding group of seniors that really led the way the last couple of years to get that program turned around. Uh, Max Grand and and Quaddy, um, uh, Ashton Quaddy, uh, you know, dynamic playmakers. But they uh, they looked really good. They dominated Arcadia 52 to nothing in week one. All of those points came before halftime, in fact. And uh, now they get a little, little tougher test from a new Richmond team that beat Medford pretty handily last week. Andrew Trandall, who had an outstanding 2021 campaign going before he went out with injury and is, uh, is, is back, which is good. 
Um, but uh, he had 136 yards, a couple touchdowns last week in that win. He's a really dynamic, explosive player that's just going to get stronger as the season goes along as he continues to recover and build strength from that injury. So New Richmond hosting Ellsworth. Uh, used to be a middle border conference uh, showdown between those two teams, but New Richmond does move to the Big Rivers Conference now. So uh, an outstanding game there in uh, in western Wisconsin. Really looking forward to it. Hopefully uh, my friends at Ellsworth will have some of those amazing, amazing Ellsworth Creamery white cheese curds that uh, that I got last year that were just uh, outstanding. Best cheese curds I've ever had. Uh, apologies to uh, our good friends here locally and uh, in, at Car Valley Cheese here in uh, the Reedsburg area. Um, but those Ellsworth white cheese curds, amazing. So I'll, I'll take some more of those if somebody wants to grab some for me. Uh, but there were some other outstanding games. In fact, our runner-up for Game of the Week in the state of Wisconsin, our quick trip in Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week, was McGuanago at Sun Prairie East. McGuanago's number one in our Division One coaches poll. Sun Prairie East is number two in Division Two. So that's an outstanding matchup that uh, you know we're, we're looking forward to. Again, McGuanago last week challenged itself with the, the Greater Metro Conference champions, Sussex Hamilton, got a big win. This week, they get Sun Prairie East, who, uh, as a singular Sun Prairie squad, last week, or last year, excuse me, of course, went to the Division I championship game before falling to Franklin. Uh, but Sun Prairie East was very impressive last week. They dominated uh, Monona Grove. All-State quarterback Jerry Kaminsky had a big game, five touchdown passes. Their defense was uh, was really, really good. Limited MG to uh, to only a dozen or so yards of offense in that one. So looking forward to a great game there at Sun Prairie East. Uh, and let's just kind of run through the schedule uh, again to, uh, to take a look at some of the big games on the schedule in week two of the high school football season. And we'll start with some games on Thursday. Uh, in the Fox Valley area and in the Madison area, again, a number of games that are played on Thursday here before school gets underway, these non-conference games. Bayport played on Thursday last week. They traveled down to Middleton. They play again on Thursday this week as they'll welcome in Notre Dame. Uh, of course, former FRCC rivals. Now they're in different divisions of the FRCC. Notre Dame lost to Pulaski last week, looking to get back on track. Waukesha West, we mentioned earlier, they opened with an impressive win over Hartford, and this week they'll travel to Madison Memorial on Thursday night. Another Fox Valley area game, DePere will welcome in Wausau West. Uh, DePere, again, really uh, beat up last week in that game against Nina. Uh, Going to have to replace Gabe Herman at quarterback. And, uh, and Wausau West got DePere last year uh, in a non-conference game. It was the only regular season loss for DePere. Um, so looking, uh, looking to get back on track there. Uh, other games, you have Onalaska at Menominee. The, uh, the uh, River Falls game against Holman also got, uh, is on Thursday as well, so there's a few games in that, uh, in that Eau Claire area, as well as Chippewa Falls, welcoming in D.C. Everest. Those are all Thursday games. And in another Thursday game, a couple teams that are looking to get back on track that suffered losses in Week 1. We mentioned Kettle Moraine. They... Uh, went down to a very good Fond du Lac team, but now they get back at home and they're going to welcome in Ashwabanon, who lost last week as well. Both teams looking to get back on track. So that's some of the games on Thursday. And again, we have more games on Thursday this week uh, than we normally will once the season gets going. In fact, I was looking down the road a little bit. I think 
like week seven, eight, nine, there's an average of five games on Thursday uh, during those weeks. And and now we're looking at uh, uh, on Thursday uh, of week one, there was 30 some. Thursday of week two, there's 20, almost 25. So we're, we're getting a lot more games on Thursday now than we will later in the year. Let's look at uh, Friday's schedule, though, and, and let's start in southeast Wisconsin, the Milwaukee area, uh, an outstanding game between Arrowhead and Homestead, one of the highlight games around the state uh, in, in week two. Both those teams got wins in week one, were impressive in doing so. Homestead beat Germantown, Arrowhead took down um, Marquette uh, in a couple of marquee games there, and now they, they square off uh, this week. I did go to the Homestead Arrowhead game last year. That was at Arrowhead in week two. That was our quick trip game of the week in week two last year. It was an outstanding game. Came right down to the end. Homestead won it. I believe it was Drew Wilson intercepted an Arrowhead pass late in the game to really seal that one up. Uh, Sal Balistrieri had a, a big game uh, in that one after Joel Ullman had to lose leave with uh, an injury. Uh, so, again, Arrowhead, Homestead. Teams that met for three straight years in the Division I championship game back in the mid-2000s. Uh, just perennial powers, outstanding teams that uh, they're looking to get after it this week. Racine Horlick opened with a dominating victory, but things pick up for them as they welcome in Badger this week. Badger was impressive in beating Greendale last week. Marquette, as mentioned, uh, lost the, uh, the, the game last week to Arrowhead, but they got to get back on track because we get that big Catholic uh, school rivalry, Milwaukee area rivalry in, uh, in, in this week, uh, kind of a revisiting. These teams did not play for a number of years uh, because of scheduling problems and, and not being able to, to make the schedules work. But Marquette will welcome in Catholic Memorial this week. And of course, CMH again coming off of that big win over Franklin last week. Another outstanding game, certainly could have been a uh, Game of the Week nominee and, and very easily could have been a Game of the Week selection. Oak Creek welcomes in Muskego. Muskego, uh, we know what they, they're capable of. They, were, they looked good in Week 1. Oak Creek looked good in Week 1. Uh, so this is going to be a good test for both teams. And you know, in that Southeast Conference, Oak Creek's not going to get challenged all that much, I don't think. They're going to have a huge game with Franklin that could very well decide the conference championship. Racine Horlick could be in that mix as well. But outside of that, you know, they just don't play that tough schedule that, uh, that some other teams do. But they get this big one here in non-conference early. Grafton against Port Washington. Both teams scored victories in Week 1. Defending Division Three state champion Pewaukee opened with a win, and they take on Brookfield Central. This week, Brookfield Central is ranked in the uh, initial coaches poll. They're fifth in Division Two. Pewaukee is second in Division Three. I was able to take in a bonus game on Saturday, which I did not mention, uh, and I should have when we were talking about Week One. But uh, on Saturday, I traveled up to Fond du Lac, uh, took a few twists and turns, went to the wrong field location, but that's okay. I ended up making it to Fruith Field, where St. Mary Springs was taking on Lake Country Lutheran, and St. Mary Springs really dominated that one, shut out. Late Country Lutheran, uh, who is is you know working through some things to replace some really talented players off of last year's team in the last couple of years. Of course, Luke Hartle moved on, uh, outstanding multi-year starting quarterback for them. So they're working through some things, uh, but they got a very tough test again. They played Springs last week and Late Country Lutheran this week. They get a home game Friday night as they will face Lakeside Lutheran. And Lakeside Lutheran 
ran all over Jefferson in week one. Uh, 52 to nothing, I think, was the score in that one is uh, Lakes, Lakeside Lutheran just dominated. And uh, so that's going to be a tough test for Lake Country Lutheran as they try to get back on track. Well, let's all help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, let's move on and talk about some more of the uh, the the games, and, and we'll move over to the Madison and Southwest area. Um, talk about a couple of them, or, or one of them anyway, in that Sun Prairie-McGuanago game. But uh, game at 4.30, Edgewood will play, I, I think it's the first game. I, I'd have to double-check with them, I guess. The first game at their new field that they have on campus there. They'll host Prairie to Sheen. Noteworthy for a number of reasons. Number one, Edgewood's very good. Prairie to Sheen, even though they lost to Aquinas in week one, is expected to be very good and, and uh, has designs on competing in the SWC conference once uh, we get around to league play. But Edgewood is playing a home game a true home game on campus and been well documented. I mentioned it on the, on the podcast last week that they uh, they're in a legal battle with the city of Madison and some neighbors there in the Madison area that don't want them to put up lights to be able to play Friday night, home games, blah, 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 ridiculous, uh, just horrible attitude and uh, response by the city and, and the neighbors there, especially uh, to a simple request to play high school football games and other sports as well, but uh, high school football uh, especially. There's high school football fields in 500 communities around the state of Wisconsin, most of them in residential areas with other houses nearby. I've been to so many fields where there's houses nearby that it works just fine. The lights are fine. The the lights are no problem. The, The noise is not an issue. The parking, all the other things that people complain about, get over yourselves. Uh, so glad to see Edgewood is hosting a game, even though they've got to play it early. Even though they've got to play it a little bit early to uh, to get the game in without the lights, 4.30 against Prairie du Chien. Um, if you go to that one, make some extra noise just for me, as loud as you can. Uh, take the vuvuzelas and the horns and the artificial noisemakers and everything else that are technically illegal. Um, but make some extra noise, cheer extra loud uh, on my behalf. Other games in the Madison area, we've got a couple other uh, really great ones. Wanakee welcomes in Middleton. Mentioned Middleton took it on the chin last week against Bayport, but Middleton and Wanakee, a game that we've wanted to see over the years, and, and we couldn't because the Big 8 that Middleton competes in is a, uh, a closed conference, uh, did not have the ability to play non-conference games for so long. The Wanakee program, uh, you know, playing in the Badger Conference for so many years, they did not play outside the Badger. Um, so... One that we've wanted. And last year we got it. Wanakee won a pretty competitive game, and so we get to another one, another good one here this week. Monroe and Mount Hor Barneveld was another nominee for the Quick Trip and Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week. Monroe just uh, bludgeoned Beaver Dam last week with uh, with their rushing attack, 435 rushing yards. Uh, just a really strong physical team. They take on a Mount Hor Barneveld team that uh, looked pretty good in beating McFarland in Week 1 and, uh, and should be a, a good matchup. Although it's going to be tough for Mount Hora Barneveld to, to keep up with that rushing attack from Monroe. Other games of note, Marshall will welcome in Black Hawk Warren. Columbus takes on River Valley, two of the better teams in that D4, D5 range. River Valley lost to Edgewood last week, but looking to get back on track. 
We mentioned Sauk Prairie. They were victors last week. They beat Baraboo, ended a uh, 18 game conference, excuse me, 18 game overall losing streak. They'll travel to Reedsburg this week as uh, the Beavers welcome in Sauk Prairie. Used to be a conference game in the Badger, of course, but now it will be a non conference game. Reedsburg beat Evansville last week, uh, scored late in that one, had gone up early 12 0. Uh, saw uh, Evansville come back and, uh, and tie it, and then Reedsburg scored late to uh, get a victory in that one. So uh, looking forward to seeing what, uh, what both teams can continue to do and continue to build on. Let's move our attention over to the Fox Valley, the northeast part of the state. We mentioned uh, Nina earlier, uh, having taken down De Pere last week. They've got another really tough one, and this is one of those uh, important rivalry games, uh, the 98th meeting. That dates back to 1896 between Nina and Menasha. Uh, Nina and Menasha connected uh, in, in so many ways. Of course, they're, they share a huge district boundary, huge city boundaries. So that's going to be a fun one. Uh, you've also got uh, Fond du Lac welcoming in Franklin. Uh, Fond du Lac, the home team, coming off a big win last week over, Ket- over Kettle Moraine. Franklin... You know, smarting a bit after taking it, uh, taking a loss in a very close game against CMH. Uh, so that's going to be a great game. Kimberly opened very impressively, and they will welcome in DeForest this week. DeForest lost to Wanakee last week in a big rivalry game, and can't uh, can't rest for for anything as they have to take on Kimberly now this week. Other games of note: uh, Kokona hosts West Pier. Both those teams have started one and zero. Oh. Little Shoot and Xavier will square off. You've got Cedar Grove Belgium, who lost last week to Mayville. That was one of our Game of the Week nominees. Uh, they take on Lake Mills, who was very impressive in Week 1. Lords Academy will face off against Reedsville. Hilbert welcomes in Randolph. Let's move our attention to the north-central part of the state. And just like last week, just not as many games in the north-central part of the state and just not as many games to feature there. But... Uh, Shyacton started 1-0. They beat Iola Scandinavia last week impressively, and they'll take on Krivitz this week. Speaking of Iola Scandinavia, they traveled to Wittenberg-Burnhamwood in Week 2. Wittenberg-Burnhamwood got a win last week impressively after they lost their coach. They lost a lot of their talent from last year, but they looked good in uh, in Week 1. Amherst went down to Clintonville. Medford uh, took a loss as well, and uh, both teams looking to get back on track. Amherst will welcome in Medford this week. The big game, though, in the north central part of the state, one of our Game of the Week nominees, our Quick Trip in Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week nominees, certainly would have loved to go to this one, but uh, the voting did not go that way. Edgar and Stratford, two uh, two outstanding teams, dominated the Merriwood Conference for so many years. It was a run of, I want to say it was 20 years or more, uh, that one of those teams won the Merriwood Conference, at least a share of the conference every year. Um, and Stratford has moved out of the Merriwood Conference now. Edgar's still in there. But uh, very glad that both these teams continue this outstanding small school rivalry. They're not separated by by very far in terms of, uh, of geography. Um, Stratford last week was one of those teams that had a, a weather-shortened game, and they had to settle for a tie uh, against Mosinee. Edgar got a win last week. But uh, over Lakeland, by the way. Um, but again, a great, great high school football game. One of the great rivalries in the state and certainly one of the best small school rivalries we have in the state of Wisconsin. In the Eau Claire 
lacrosse, Northwest area. We already talked about the quick trip in Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week. That will be New Richmond hosting Ellsworth. Other games of note, Lacrosse Central, who opened with a win, will take on Eau Claire Memorial, who opened with a win. Those lacrosse and Eau Claire schools always play each other and take turns playing the other team uh, from, from the other town. Uh, week one and two have for a number of years. St. Croix Falls will welcome in Grantsburg. You've got Northwestern and Somerset. That was another game that I, I was very close to including as a Game of the Week nominee. Northwestern was impressive in week one. Somerset uh, got a nice win in week one as they honored the uh, life and memory of former head coach Bruce Larson. Somerset and Northwestern teams that uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty certain have played a number of times over the years in the postseason uh, back when uh, uh, you know both teams were, were outstanding for so many years. Another game that uh, was, was very close to being nominated for Game of the Week, Mondovi, uh, with Dawson Rudd and Jared Faulkner, a really strong group coming back. They take on Osceola, who's uh, 1-0 to begin the year. And then Luther faces off against Aquinas in a uh, lacrosse area parochial school showdown. Lutherans versus Catholics, uh, we, uh, another example of that. So those are some of the big Friday games on the schedule. Uh, we also got a couple Saturday, uh, or a Saturday game of note for sure, is uh, St. Mary Springs, fresh off that impressive victory over Lake Country Lutheran. Uh, they will take on Darlington. That game will be in uh, in Fond du Lac, 1 o'clock. We've seen Springs and Darlington play in the in the regular season the, uh, the last couple years. I think they met in the playoffs uh, once or twice along the way as well. Um, and Darlington looked very good in week one. They've got you know, big hopes and dreams, and uh, in should be a great game. One o'clock kickoff on Saturday in uh, in Fond du Lac. So, those are some of the games that we're paying attention to following this week around the state of Wisconsin. Week two of the high school football season. Pretty much everyone's playing non-conference games at this point, and uh, you know, just ready to get at it. Uh, last tune-up opportunity. Last time to to get things straightened out before conference play begins next week around the state. And we get some great games. I uh, love these non-conference games where you get a chance to pick who you play. You can pick a good matchup. You can pick a competitive team. You can pick you know, a, a rival that maybe you, you don't get to play in conference anymore. So really love some of these week two matchups. Again, game of the week, quick trip in Wisconsin Dairy game of the week that I'll be heading to New Richmond hosting Ellsworth. We've settled into our normal kind of rhythm of content and information and news coming out on wisports.net. So you saw on, uh, well, actually Sunday night, we put out our Quick Trip and Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week poll. Friday, it was the Prep Props, which is our uh, top individual performances from around the state, state leaders for each week uh, for individual offensive stats performances. We also had our WSN Team of the Week poll that came out on Monday, our Jolly Good Football Player of the Week poll that came out on Monday as well, where you get a chance to vote for the Player of the Week and the Team of the Week for the previous week. Tuesdays are our Coaches Poll Day. That's when the uh, the new updated WSN Coaches Poll comes out, and you could check that out at wisports.net, all the top-ranked teams, see if your team is, uh, is one of those in the top 10 in each of the divisions. Wednesdays, we have our eight-player spotlight. Of course, eight-player action does get underway this week. They did not play last week as eight-player only plays eight regular season games. But uh, you can check out a preview there. There's some teams moving to eight-player this year for the first time, including DeSoto, who has the most ever playoff appearances in state history with 37, but they make the move to eight-player this week. 
Niagara separates from that Niagara Goodman Pembine 11 player co op that uh, was, was known as Northern Elite. So they play their first eight player game. Goodman Pembine still co op. They're playing eight player. They move. Flambeau and Wild Rose moved late to eight player. They have their first uh, eight player games of this year. In the first coaches poll of the season, Newman Catholic is the uh, number one team, defending state champions. And uh, the only game in the state featuring ranked teams in eight-player, by the way, St. Mary Catholic hosting Belmont uh, should be a good game there. So, again, you can check out our eight-player weekly preview, weekly spotlight on Wednesdays. Our WSN podcast generally comes out on Wednesdays. Sometimes it'll be Thursday, depending on if we have a guest lined up and, and what their schedule might be. Uh, also on Wednesdays is when we uh, start putting together our, our preview. Generally, our weekly preview will come out on Thursday, uh, but you can check that out once it's published as well. Breaking down some of these big games that we've talked about here today on the podcast and just giving a little bit more insight into uh, into what to look for over the weekend. And of course, Friday night, big night for high school football, games around the state. You can check out our WISFB bingo. Play along with that. We'll have some, uh, we'll have some prizes uh, with that. So... Uh, we will, uh, we'll, we'll get that out and, and get that, um, uh, information on, on how you might be able to win some, some goodies and some giveaways here coming up soon. When you're at a game, make sure you post some updates on Twitter. And if you do make sure you use that hashtag WISFB, uh, so that we can track it and people can find those scores a little bit easier. It's always helpful when you post scores on Twitter, if you can make sure to indicate the game time or at least the quarter And if it's a final score, make sure that you indicate a final there. So, going to be a big week, a big week too. By the way, we also have uh, girls volleyball, boys soccer games getting underway this week. So, you know, going to be some uh, some more scoreboard watching going on. You can find those scoreboards at wisports.net. We'll start to have some uh, content once those get going with uh, coaches' polls and, and different recaps and things. Certainly, we don't cover volleyball and, and soccer to the extent that we do football, but there will still be some information that you can find on WSN, so make sure you check that out as well. But we're moving on. We're moving forward. We're almost into September. We're almost into the start of school, just a, a little over a week away, and, uh, and excited to get here to week two of the high school football season. Let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, that will do it for today's episode of the wisports.net podcast. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.